Welcome to the newest episode of the Screenfellas Podcast. My name is Carlos. And I'm Ozzy. In this Saturday edition of the podcast, we will review, sully, and preview the upcoming fall TV season. Enjoy the show. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. How you doing, Ozzy? I'm doing good, bro. How you doing over there? Uh, pretty, pretty good. Um, this is it's weird because this is like I feel like you're just now coming back on the podcast, even though you were back last week, but or you were on last week. It just wasn't at the beginning. You know what I'm saying? I feel you. <laughs> I miss you too, Carlos. <laughs> <laughs> um, what do you think of the new intro, man? I really like it. Shout out to Enrique because it's it's a really fantastic intro. I thought it was really cool when, as soon as you sent it to me. So I really like it. I like it a lot better than than our former one that we had. <laughs> I mean, I, I didn't dislike was... the former one, but I, I we needed a new one for a while, and Enrique came in the clutch there. So again, shout yeah, out I to mean, Enrique. I mean, I mean the, our our first intro was where it all started, you know. So no disrespect there. I still liked it, but this one that Enrique made was just fantastic. Yeah. I really liked it. And it definitely fits the show, so I really like that as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right, you want to get into Sully? Let's do it, bro. Um, all right, first, this movie is horribly titled because I can't tell you how many times I would say this weekend, I was like, hey, I'm going to go see Sully, that somebody asked me, what's Sully? Like, nobody knows what the movie is just based on the title, so that's a bad job by their marketing team. But, yeah, I can completely agree with you. Like, did you have the same thing happen? Yeah, same thing. I was like, hey, guys, I'm going to go see Sully. You guys want to come? He was like, what the heck are you going to watch? And it was like, oh, it's about the miracle at the Hudson. Yeah. Oh. Oh, that one. Yeah, I, yeah, it had the same exact thing. Um, <laughs> You want to get into our positives? All right, let's jump into it. Carlos, yeah. give your first positive. Oh, you want me to start? All right, let's do it. Um, I think the biggest and... um. The probably the most important positive of the entire movie is Tom Hanks and Aaron Eckhart. Their chemistry together and their um, performances individually were fantastic. But I was invested in their characters and um, just in their performances because of how well they work together and um, just ha- how. I don't know. Like, it was just, they were very relatable, you know? Yeah, I can completely agree. I think the performances in general were, were all were all great. I mean, seeing the extras mm-hmm. and, the, and the experience that they were going through when, when, the, when the plan was decreasing altitude. Yeah. I mean, they all gave fantastic performances, really showing that their emotions and everything. And Tom Hanks, he did a fantastic job, did a phenomenal job. I am 100 percent sure that he can get nominated for an Academy Award. Uh, I'm not on the same page there. I think it's a great performance, but I just don't know if it was up to that level necessarily. But I I, I won't argue that it was a great performance. It's just I don't know if it's going to get necessarily get nominated. You know, I think I think he has a chance of getting nominated and. Um, I think Aaron Eckhart could has a possibility 
I'm going to say it's 100% sure. But I think he does have a possibility of getting nominated for Best Supporting Actor. But I still have to see. But, you know, yeah. time time will tell by the other performances that will also come out this year. Yeah. Um, um, speaking of that, like, we're in my we're, – we're starting to get into our season, man. Like, I, every other day we're getting stories of, like, this person could be an Oscar contender for this movie. And I'm just like, uh, it's Oscar season. It's a great time. Um, but – Anyway, moving on. I, I'm not. I'm not on the same page with Aaron Eckhart. I, again, I just the first thing I did was praise their performances, but I don't think it was necessarily an Oscar performance. And I will rephrase what I said about Tom Hanks. I think he has a chance of getting nominated, but I think it would most likely be because hey, it's Tom Hanks and he had a great performance. It's not necessarily that it was one of the best five performances of the year. Um, that's those are my thoughts on that. But anyway, uh, you kind of touched on it when you mentioned the extras and the smaller roles um, during the plane crash. I want to, or during the forced water landing, as Tom Hanks says in the movie. Um, I kind of want to touch on that. The The plane sequence, when they actually got there, was fantastic. I thought it was very well done. It um, had a lot of tension and it had a lot you just you felt the stakes there and you felt the human just tragedy like the the tragedy that it could have been and you you felt all of that i i thought it was really well done and well executed well directed by Clint Eastwood um it was just a great sequence yeah i think he did direct the movie great i mean i thought the whole shooting of the of the whole uh plane sequence when when they were going through the whole entire experience was fantastically shot agreed um i definitely like i would definitely like this uh, the cinematography in the movie it was it was it was a uh, it was nicely done yeah um, I, think that was, I think there was a nice touch on it agree that it was a pretty well shot movie i would definitely agree with you there um i would also I would bring up, like, they did a great job of kind of not only, I had issues, all right, I'll just kind of kind of blend this in with my positive or my negatives, but I had issues with the way this film was edited. Um, yes, that's, that's, if you want to jump into our negatives, you can. Yeah, we, well, we will in a second, but one positive aspect of the way they edited it, which was they kind of got you, because one of the dangers of this, of this premise is, you start off with the plane crash or the forced water landing, whatever. You start off with that, and you don't know these characters, so you don't necessarily care as much as you could have. And one of the good things about how they edited the movie was you got to know the characters before everything's happening. So you are automatically invested in what's happening instead of just, oh no, it's a plane crash. It's like... You don't want these characters to get injured or something bad to happen to them. So you care more. And I do think that was a positive of that. And then also, again, going to the editing, I don't necessarily like how they laid it all out. But I I did like how they kind of showed the after effects and how this event impacted um, solely psychologically at points. Um, I, I think they could have gone to it, into it a little bit more and made it a little more prevalent throughout the movie, but when they did go into it, I liked it. Yeah. All right. Let's move right into Agreed. our negatives because, um, 
we mentioned it already, the editing of this movie. I, I came out of this movie and the first, the only, the biggest thought I had was who the hell edited this movie because, oh my gosh, it yeah, was not it good. Was, it would, it would start off like you were in the middle of a scene and then it's, and that scene would be interrupted by this long flashback. Yeah. And it would jump back into the middle of the former scene. The, that was one of the biggest problems I have with this movie yeah. is that like, I feel personally, I feel like if they would have done it cro- like in a chronological order, I would probably I probably would have given this movie like a better rating. Agreed. But just just due to the fact that like it would and if and it did that not just once but it did it multiple times. Mm-hmm. It's like what they were you- jumping all over time and it was driving me insane. And at a point, we got to like uh, this movie is like an hour and a half long. We got through like forty minutes of the movie, and I'm sitting there like. Are they treating the actual plane crash like Godzilla in the Godzilla movie? Where they, like, won't show it. They keep teasing it and teasing it. And it's like, are are we going to get to the actual events that this movie is based on? And they finally get to it. And like I said, it definitely is a well-executed scene. But when you have a movie that is based on the Miracle on the Hudson and you don't get there until halfway through the movie you have a problem i'm sorry you just do it uh, it it just was not a very well edited movie like i don't know there were so and i do i like the idea of what they like i like how they were trying to interweave the after the story about the events that took place after with the story with the actual plane incident but i i don't think it was just it wasn't executed well it just wasn't yeah, that it was really it bothered me a lot going like seeing seeing the editing in this movie it really bothered me, physically bothered me. <laughs> I'm just like, this is really how this movie's getting treated right now, but yeah. whatever. Um the editing was a yeah. really major problem in this movie. It just was um, it wasn't the most effective way to tell the story. It uh, there had to have been a better way to kind of lay this whole thing out. And then by the end it just felt I, I don't know. It kind of felt like, all right. I, I mean, it didn't feel really satisfying. And the end is very abrupt, um, which is another one of my negatives. But that still leads into the editing because it just kind of cuts off. And you're like, okay, <laughs> like that, that was the end. And Yeah, I was so confused. I'm just like, oh, is it ending? Like, I didn't. <laughs> it just cuts away. And then roll credits. Yeah, I'm like, like, what? Okay, I guess. Right. Okay. Like I was confused, but you know, whatever. Yeah. Um. I like I I had I did I don't know this because it's such a great premise for a movie and it's a great story obviously and we had good performances it was well directed and this just shows how editing can really just screw with a movie like it can bring you from a positive to a a negative, and I'm not saying this is a neg. Like I'm not saying that I'm going to give this a bad review, but it it really has that power, and I think this movie demonstrates that. Yeah, um, I, th- I just think one one last negative that yeah. I got is just the, it's just uh, the dialogue between him and his wife. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't the best. I, yeah, I was. See, I, I I didn't know if I could put it on her performance or if it was just the dialogue. I guess you think it's the dialogue, right? Yeah, it's just. It, it seems that it just seems that he's so disconnected from her. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it just seems that she's. It, I, I found her character somewhat, sometimes, kind of annoying, just because 
I'm just like, really? But he's dealing with all this crap. Yeah. And I don't know. It just felt like two different. It felt like they were just trying to add more depth and more just like try to add like a subplot to what was already going on. Yeah. But I was like, but I was, you don't need that right now. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's funny you say that because I went to go see this with Miles, who is I think I mentioned him on the last episode. He's um and the newest member of the Screenfellas team over here. But I went to go see this movie with him, and he came out and he was like, "It just kind of felt like a Lifetime movie," and I was like, "I kind of get that." And now that you mention the dialogue, I, I think that's where a lot of that comes from. It just kind of felt, especially between. Um, Sully and his wife, it just kind of felt like a little cheesy, just a little bit verging on that edge of cheesiness. And it didn't help. And then the one thing that I definitely agree with him on, which makes it feel a little bit like a Lifetime movie, is the runtime. How the heck do you make this intense drama an hour and a half? That's like, That's why you so have to make it longer. That's I didn't ridiculous. See the, I didn't see the runtime at all. So when it ended, I was very confused at why this movie was so short. I'm just like, why are we only doing like this? Felt like yeah, felt like it was only in the theater for like an hour. And the <laughs> fact that like no, and this I've never felt that way before. And the fact that they just kept showing flashbacks made the movie seem shorter to me. You yeah, know what I mean, so there were definitely was... flashbacks at the beginning and like dream sequences, and I was like, oh my gosh, this is. But like I said, I do think it for the most part worked because that goes into the dream sequences go into like the after psychological effects that I was mentioning in the positives. So I didn't end up hating them as much as I thought I would the first time I was like, eh. but yeah. Um, uh, do you have any more, anything else to say on this movie or do you want to just rate it? Uh, we can just rate it. What do you rate it, Carlos? Oof, man, I'm really struggling with this. I'm at, uh, it's got, it's got a lot of good aspects to it, but like I said, the, the editing just really, really drags it down. So I think I'm at a 6.8. 6.8? Yep. Wow. That's not, not too far. It's not too far. Right. Where, I'm, where at, I'm, at a, I'm at a solid 7. All right. All right. We're solid in the same range. So that that's what we're at. Uh, you So you would recommend this movie? Yeah, I mean, um, from my friend who's never seen the trailer, or my friend Dennis, he's never seen the trailer, but mm-hmm. he, he ended up liking the movie, and uh, I ended up liking the movie too. I mean, it, the movie's still a pretty good. It's still a pretty good movie, yeah. And it's still, at least, it still depicts what happens. Like, like it's like I said, it's really shot well. So, yeah, I do like how it was shot and everything. I just the thing that drags it down for me, like, was is the editing in this movie. It yeah. just completely kills me. It was. I was ranging between a 6.9 and a 7, mm-hmm. but um, some of the dialogue sequences, like when it came to the courtroom scene mm-hmm. and some of the dialogue between him and, and Aaron Eckhart, yeah, I thought that kind of saved it from being, from yeah. being in the 6 range. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's another thing that... I'm, I'm going to go back, sorry. But another thing that I completely forgot to mention is the the people investigating the crash... They, they weren't well developed characters at all. They were so one dimensional. It was like it was almost like mustache mustache twirling villain with these people. <laughs> like it was like, really, you're okay. I, I don't know. It just it, th- that didn't work, and that added to the lifetime feel of it, as Miles would say. Um, I don't know, man. They had like double. They had like double meanings. It's just like we were really glad you didn't die. <laughs> Did a great thing. 
but yeah, you should have died. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's basically what they were saying. I don't know. It, it was just a weird thing there. Um, but like I said, I, I wouldn't give this like a full-on recommendation. I Like if somebody were to go say they're going to see I'm not going to say I don't see it. But the problem with movies like this is when you have a premise like this, the plane sequence is always great. Like, did you see Flight with Denzel Washington? Yeah. Yeah. Um, the plane sequence was fantastic in that movie. The problem is the rest of the movie has to live up to it. And I think this <laughs> this movie really struggles with that aspect as well. The plane sequence is great, and the rest of the movie around it just doesn't reach that level, and it suffers for it. Um, so, all right, that is all we have to say on... The latest Clint Eastwood-directed movie, Sully. Um, do you want to move into our TV preview? All right, let's do it. All right, we're previewing television shows for the upcoming fall TV season, which starts right after the Emmys, which is on the 18th. Um, so, Ozzy, what, what's a show that... Um, let's start with a show that you're kind of looking forward to, but it's not like a major show. You're just, it's under the radar for you. Supernatural. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. I think a lot of people kind of pass that show off, but uh, honestly, it was one, it was definitely in the top 10 of last year for me, at least. Um, so I'm, I'm definitely very much looking forward to the season. I thought, um, Supernatural last season, season 11, which in my opinion was, one of the at least top two seasons of the show, period. Um, it, I'm very much looking forward to next season. Yeah, I mean that was that was a very great season last yeah. season. It was it was awesome. Um, I think what they did differently was they actually kept focus on the darkness, which is what we keep asking CW to do. <laughs> Stop distracting us with a lot of subplots and just let's sit right down to the nitty gritty, mm-hmm. please. I think a lot of these. Se- I think a lot of the seasons uh, last year were, were were pretty good. We didn't have too many fillers for, for a lot of their shows. Uh, we'll have a discussion. I know we definitely disagree on Arrow, and we've disagreed on that show on this podcast before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We. I know I'm probably in the minority. I'm in the minority, but that's, <laughs> um, yeah. all right. Uh, going back to Supernatural, real quick. Um, one thing, like I like you were mentioning before, there. The filler, like there was not much filler in that, um, in last season at all. And it'll be interesting to see if they can keep that pace up because when you're on the CW, you're required to have, I think it is 23 episodes a season, which is absurd. Um, smaller seasons, I'm all for smaller seasons, but it's just hard for shows to be able to have 23 episodes in a season and make them all count and all mean something. And for the most part, I thought last season Supernatural did that. And I, I will be amazed if they're able to do that again this season. Yeah, I think the problem with a lot of CW shows is that they have so much yeah. filler. Yeah. And that is the problem. And I will give that to the shows last season that they tried to avoid that. Mm-hmm. Because that's one of the biggest complaints if you're watching a CW show is that there is a lot of filler. Yeah. Um, let's like continue. You'll spend, like you'll spend like episode two and one, like episodes one and two talking about like the major threat mm-hmm. and then for five episodes, they won't do anything about it. Yeah. So. All right, let's continue with these CW shows. Let's just get them all out of the way first so we can get into some more stuff. Um, 
of these, because I think the rest of the CW shows we watch are the DC shows. So of these DC shows, you got Supergirl, um, which is now on the CW, Flash, Arrow, um, and Legends of Tomorrow. Which one do you think is going to have the best season, and which one do you think is going to have the worst season? I'm not entirely sure. I'm thinking I'm thinking maybe Supergirl can possibly have the best. Really? Yeah, just because she's adding Superman in there. So I mean, I think and I think that has the potential of adding more characters through her. She's the one who's going to be going out in space and everything. So maybe they can introduce Green Lantern. Maybe. Just like they, just like I, they I've been hoping Man they introduce Mark. Green Lantern on in the DC CW universe for a while. Um I really yeah, hope so, they get to him. I mean, I mean, the, I mean, we just have so many possibilities with different storylines when it comes to Supergirl that I think are awesome. So I mean, I think she has the potential of being a, the, probably the best season. Mm-hmm. I think the worst season can possibly go to either Arrow or Legends. Yeah, really, Legends. Yeah. Because Legends was all over the place when it came to the timeline. Well, that's last, true. Last I... And they, it was just complete. It was a lot of them was like, what? What, you, what is happening? What? And then they try to add that concept. Like, a, like okay, I'm not going to spoil anything. So, But they try to add like a certain concept into yeah. it, which like was supposed to be a major twist. Mm-hmm. But it, I'm really, it was really stupid to me how they did that. So, I don't know. I think it has the potential of being... A really bad season. Uh, see, I disagree. I think it depends. If they kind of do the same thing they did last season, where I end up coming out of it being like, you uh, almost quit watching Legends last yeah, season. Yeah, because well, because it got to a point where the story and the continuity was so messed up and stupid that I was just like, I I don't know. But ultimately, the way I described last season was it looked cool. I don't know if it made any sense, but it looked cool. Um, and that's, again, I, I don't know. I kind of want it to be a little bit more next season. I want it to make, even if it just makes a little bit more sense and it still is as big budget and looks cool, then I, I'll be fine with Legends. I don't have, like, too high of standards for Legends necessarily. Um, so hopefully they kind of blow my low standards out of the window. Um, but we'll see how that goes. For me, I think I'm sad because I, I still I'm gonna watch Arrow one more t- one more season. If it's really as bad as I'm expecting it to be, I might give up on it. Honestly, um, it I was I was not a fan of how last season the back half of last season ended at all. Like it was just not a good second half of the season. A very strong first half. So who knows? Maybe they follow that same formula again where it starts off strong. Um, I think it might do the opposite this season, actually. I think it might start off kind of slow because, um, I, without spoiling anything, they kind of put us in a place with Arrow where it was just like a soft re- refresh button, you know? Like, it was like, all right, we're going to kind of start over, not like a full-on restart, but we're going to kind of start over. Um, so I think it could take a while for it to build back up, but I, I still have... I still have hopes for that show. I want it to get back to where, at least to where it was. Um, and when we're talking like season one and two, um, as for the best, I don't necessarily agree with you on Supergirl, but I think it can improve. I don't know if it can be the best. 
I think Flash is primed for a comeback season. Hopefully, I hope they stick yeah, with Flashpoint. But, Flash, but the Flash wasn't to me. I didn't even like how the Flash ended, and they need to stop doing this mystery thing with their villains. That's true. It's the like it's annoying. Like it was really great the first season. Mm-hmm. The second season came on. I was like, really? This is oh my gosh! Stop doing this because it's getting annoying at this point. Where they just try to like reveal like the big mystery, and it's supposed to be like, <gasps> oh my gosh! And it's yeah. like. We already knew someone that he was with, like, come on. <laughs> well, we don't, but we don't even really know what the big threat is yet, so I'm, I'm still holding out hope. Like, see, to me, my most anticipated comic sh- book show is not on this network. It's just not. Um, yeah, agreed. Oh, really? That's interesting. All right, well, let's, let's talk about that. What is your most anticipated comic book show, then? Um, right now it's going to be Luke Cage is coming on Netflix this, this fall. Yep. It's September 22nd is when that drops and I cannot he, wait. Yeah. Luke, uh, he did a great job in Jessica Jones. Agreed. And I was really interested in his character. I do want to see a season, second season, Jessica Jones, Netflix. Anyways, um, <laughs> that he did an awesome job and he definitely showed that he can definitely hold up his own. Yes. And, so I thought he did a fantastic job in Jessica Jones. He was one of the positives of the show. Mm-hmm. So I'm definitely very uh, interested in, in how how his own show is gonna is gonna hold up against Daredevil and Jessica Jones. So definitely waiting for that. Uh, agreed. I think that I don't know if it's necessarily. I think it could be as good as the first season of Daredevil. Which is great, and it's hard to find negatives with that first season, but it's not going to necessarily be live up to the second season of Daredevil, which, in my opinion, was a even vast improvement over the first season, which, like I said, was great. So I think Luke Cage definitely has the potential to be great. But for me, personally, my most anticipated comic book show of this upcoming fall season is Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., I already knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I am probably the biggest defender of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, I'm definitely the biggest defender that I know. And um, I'm definitely, I try to convince people even online. And I'm like, guys, just give it a chance. Like, I'm, I feel like I'm you in our government class freshman year. Just, just give them a chance, you know? Um, I <laughs> wish I was more wiser back in my freshman days. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, Agents of Shield, like I've told this to people before, I think I've said it on this show before. But the sec- first season, I will admit, I gave up on the first. Season. I did not like it at all. The second season is very is good TV. Like I came back and I binged that before the third season, just because I'd heard it gotten better, and it did get better. But I cannot praise highly enough that third season. That third season of Agents of Shield is so good. It is. It's fantastic. I will. Hi- I highly recommend it. It's worth catching up on Agents of Shield just for that third season. Um, and I think they're making some weird story choices moving forward because if you don't know, it's all over the news. Um, Ghost Rider is actually being introduced into the into Agents of Shield season four, which I think that's a strange choice. I think Ghost Rider would fit a lot better on a Netflix kind of format. But I'm. It's definitely got my interest. I'm interested in how they're going to use him. Um, so I, I think it, 
Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is worth catching up on if you gave up on it like I did in the first season. Um, so that's my spiel on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, also, another superhero show that I want to really quickly mention, um, Legion. I'm not, I can't quite remember when it premieres, but it's going to be on FX. Remember when we reviewed that trailer for, at Comic-Con? Yeah. Yeah. Are you still looking forward to that? Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I think it could be very interesting. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's going to be kind of weird and trippy. I think it, it almost feels like it's going to be the, um, is it's, it going to be in the X-Men universe, do you know? Yes. Well, I th- we've had conflicting reports because some people have said it's not going to be in the X-Men universe. And then Brian Singer came out a couple weeks ago and said it is going to be on the, in the X-Men universe. So I'm, de- I'm really interested to see how it turns out. But for me, it kind of feels like it's going to be the Doctor Strange of TV, you know? It's going to be really weird and trippy. Um, actually, oh, I just got notification from Bobby. It doesn't come out till 2017, so it'll be a mid-season thing, but I'm still looking forward to it. It was worth mentioning, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, let, let me continue on some of these FX shows. Are you planning on watching Atlanta? Nope. No, really? I, haven't do even, you, I don't even know what it's about. Well, do you, do you like Donald Glover? Mm, he's alright. Oh, okay. I don't know. You were going to get attacked for that. Donald Glover is one of the most popular people in general, entertainers around. But I I watched the first two episodes of this. It premiered uh, last week, and I think they showed two episodes on Tuesday. And it's very good. It's kind of like... Did you watch the first season of Master of None on Netflix? I don't think so, right? I don't think, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like a darker version of Master of None, and I, I'm I'm really it's got a lot of promise. I would I would definitely recommend you check it out. It's a half an hour show, so it's not that much of a commitment. Um, definitely, I think that's worth checking out. And it's getting it's one of the most critically acclaimed shows that has premiered already, or that's going to premiere because a lot of these shows their premieres have been um, reviewed already. Um, so that's on FX on Tuesdays. So check that out. And then also on FX, American Horror Story. I did not watch last season because I did not like season four. Um, I believe it was season four. But the pre, the trailers for this season and kind of the mysteriousness of how they're promoting it has me interested. I'm not going to lie. And they're kind of like holding back on what the actual theme of the season is. So I'm, it makes me a little nervous because sometimes when you're like, oh, what is this season going to be? And you hold it off until we actually get there. Sometimes that means maybe you don't really know how to promote it because it doesn't really have a clear theme. Um, so I'm a little nervous, but at the same time, it's definitely got me curious enough to check it out. Have you watched any seasons of American Horror Story? Nope. But you don't like horror that much. I mean... <laughs> it's kind of contradictory because I watched The Walking Dead, but I guess you could say it's like thriller type yeah. horror, gore. I mean, I guess. Yeah, it's not but as much kind of horror. Um, yeah, it's just, I never really the show's never really interested me at all. Really? You know? Yeah, it's never some like um, the first season is good. The second season is better, and then my the third season is my favorite. But like I said, I didn't watch. I started the fourth season, didn't like it, and I didn't watch the fifth. But this one has me interested, so it's definitely worth checking out. Um, another, real quick, you won't 
are you interested do you like horror tv at all like are you interested in horror tv i mean like i said i mean it's not really it's much not of yeah yeah so I'm, I'm gonna check out the exorcist um show on fox uh, it's probably gonna be bad but i think it's worth checking out at least the first episode i'm definitely gonna check that out um, all right, let's move it to a lighter note. Let's let's go into some of these TV comedies coming out. Do you watch any comedies? No. Really? You don't watch any sitcoms? Not really, no. Not even New Girl? Nope. Oh man, New Girl is great. You've got it. You've got it. I think you would really like New Girl to be honest. Um, New Girl and Brooklyn Nine-Nine come out September 20th on Fox, so definitely check those out. If you watch those, make sure you catch those. And if you had to binge one, um, I would say New Girl. New Girl is <laughs> New Girl's more consistent than Brooklyn Nine Nine, in my opinion. Um, Bobby's shaking his head at me; he disagrees. But I, I think New Girl's more consistent. So if you had to pick one, check that out. And then also, Superstore was a show on, on NBC that I didn't love the first season. I thought it was okay, but it had promise. So I'm definitely gonna check that out. Um, season two, I'm going to give it a chance. That's on NBC, September 22nd. Uh, I watch a lot of TV, if you can't tell. Um, more than Ozzy. Hey, <laughs> but, way more TV than Yeah, it, that's all right. Hey, we, we both have different interests, and that is fine. Um, let's talk about a show that you I know you watch. And I'm really interested to see if you're looking forward to this upcoming season, The Blacklist. Yes, I actually am looking forward to this season because you, we Charles and I were texting a lot last uh, last fall, and I was just like, "Dude, like, what, what's gonna happen? Like, I, did they really do this?" Was I was I was about ready to quit watching the mm-hmm. broadcast at this point, but um, they did an interesting twist towards the end of last season, so I'm interested, yeah. and um, I am definitely interested in this next season and to see where things go. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm, I'm definitely. It's definitely going to be. I can't wait to see James ba- James Spader back as Agreed. Raymond Reddington because he is awesome, and I think they write his dialogue very, very clever. Yeah, so. it is fantastic. And if you haven't watched The Blacklist, which it's it is surprising, like it's a very well watched show. It got it gets great ratings um, on TV. But if you haven't watched it, I promise you, you watch the first episode, you're going to be hooked immediately. It definitely has its low moments, like most shows do but um you i promise you'll get hooked by the first episode it, it, the premiere is that engaging you're like oh my gosh what's gonna happen um so definitely watch that if you have not and i i'm very much looking forward to this upcoming season as well um i i'm interested in what direction they're going to take it especially since are they still do, planning on doing that spin-off show um, I'm not sure. I mean, you're the one. You're the one uh, who's who's told me about it. Yeah, I uh, I, I don't sure. know. I'm. I, see, if they're doing that, I'm going to be a little less excited because that means the one of the more interesting aspects of the show, which is Tom, is probably going to be gone on onto the spinoff show. But I, I, I honestly kind of hope it doesn't happen, so Tom sticks around. But we'll we'll see. We will see. Um. We we actually talked about doing that. We we considered for for like a quick second. We considered doing a recap for that on this show. Um, well, we might still maybe if, we might get around to that. We'll see. But let's talk about the show that we are definitely going to be doing a recap for, 
And that is HBO's new sci-fi mystery horror show, Westworld. Ozzy, you've seen the trailer for Westworld. Are you excited for this? Nervous for this? What, like, what are your thoughts about the show? Because I'm, I just don't know what to think about this upcoming show. I don't know really what to think about it either. I mean, it looks really weird. Yeah, that's I'm definitely a word of, to describe it. I'm kind of confused at some point <laughs> what's going to happen, but I was like, uh, I mean, I mean, I mean, it's an HBO show, so I mean, it, I do expect that it will be good. So I'm not going to say I don't think it's going to be bad. Okay. If it is going to be bad, it's going to be HBO's probably biggest disappointment in a long time. Agreed. But I do think that since it's an HBO show that we do have the possibility of it actually being a pretty good sci-fi show. Yeah, and it's I mean it's got a pretty good cast too. So it's definitely got a lot of things going for it. And like I said, the trailer is just it's so weird that it almost sucks you in and you're like, I, I need to watch this. <laughs> like <laughs> I, I'm very, very interested in it. And like I said, we will be recapping and reviewing that show on our early week episodes, which will come out on Wednesdays, so be on the lookout for that. Um, Ozzy, are there any other shows that, like, really, you really want to talk about that popped to your head? The Walking Dead. Okay. I kind of thought that that was coming, so take it away, Ozzy. Carlos is going to binge The Walking Dead, guys. Oh, I'm, I'm not making any promises on He's this gonna show. He's going to binge The Walking Dead. not yeah. making any promises on this show. <laughs> That's what's going to happen. Yeah, we, we made a tentative deal. If I binge watch The Walking Dead, he will watch House of Cards, which he should have been watching from the get-go. Which he should have been watching The Walking Dead from the get-go, too. Uh, that's nah, that's dude. That's... See. Yeah, yeah, bro. We'll see. I, I don't know. Like like I said, the, I'm, that, that deal is written in pencil. So <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Um, I'm, I'm currently watching Mad Men on Netflix. And obviously I'm watching Narcos and then I'm also watching Veep on HBO. So I've got a lot of stuff going on, but once I finish Mad Men, that will be when I decide on if I will watch The Walking Dead. Um, but are you looking forward to this upcoming season of The Walking Dead? I'm definitely looking forward to any season of The Walking Dead. That comes <laughs> um, a lot of us were pissed off last season because of how it ended. Um, I think there was, there's definitely negatives about it and how they ended it. But I also think it was also a great introduction to a new villain that's coming on the show. Um, so I'm definitely interested to see what the repercussions are of of uh, of last season that affect this this new coming season. I'm definitely interested to see what what's what's happening and how the dynamic is going to affect the the characters of the show. Um, my only major problem that I've ever had with this show is just the timeline of the show. And I think that you cannot have a kid actor and just do like you cannot have a child actor and leave your show with continuous cliffhangers, which to me is a major problem with The Walking Dead. They have cliffhangers, but it takes a year, you know, but their but their shows, you know, happen like every year. And you can clearly you can clearly see that this kid is definitely aging. Mm hmm. But you, but there's not, there's not a major timeline. Um, there's not, you don't see a lot of timeline, uh, like a lot of time yeah. gaps in it, which is a problem for that show because you know you, one of the major characters is a kid, but he's growing up and he's still like this, and he's still supposed to be like I think thirteen, but he's seventeen. I'm just like, 
No. <laughs> so um, I think that's one of the. I think if this season just focuses on on the time, the the time constraints, and definitely gets back from you know that disappointed that that somewhat disappointing season finale of last year. I think this is going to be a pretty great season. Yeah, you're one of honestly, you're one of the most positive people about that show that I know. You're probably the most positive person. Most people I've ever talked to will go back and forth. At the very most, will say it has its good season. It has some really bad seasons. Yeah, I mean, it has its. Uh, there is there are some seasons. There's I think at the beginning. I think I think it's either season two or three. That's actually it's like probably like the worst season. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just my opinion though. Yeah. Um, the thing that the thing that really makes it for me is the performances. You know, the performances, especially Andrew Lincoln's performance. I think he does a great performance. I mean, this guy is. I had no idea when I, when I first started watching the show. I thought this guy was American. Like I just, I thought he was an American actor. I was like, wow. Like okay, he's just a regular American actor. I I I looked up an interview for him and I saw him. I was like, what? This guy's British? What? Because. <laughs> That's how good of a performance that he gives. I'm just like, what, how is this guy not nominated like already? Because he actually does give a good, like, gives a pretty good performance in the show. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the action is also great, and I also um, just just basically the just the world that they really set up is also really interesting. So I like, I really do like the show, and I also think. The characterization in the show, I cannot stress this point enough. If you watch the characters in the first season that have survived throughout the whole entire show, these are, you're watching, I'm basically seeing two different characters at this point because you're watching someone who's afraid in the first season and now someone who's fully adapted to this new world. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I think it's a great characterization. Um, for these characters, there's just completely different people, and I love it. I think it's I think the show is pretty good at, at just demonstrating what an apocalypse, a zombie apocalypse, can basically do to you. Basically, mm-hmm. but I I really do appreciate what they what they've done with the show and everything. Well, I hope you continue to like it, and maybe I will join you. Um, there also, lastly, I will quickly mention the. Oh, Star Wars Rebels um, on Disney XD. Um, the first season is very good. It's dark. It's gritty. And then the second season I had major issues with, but it ends absolutely incredibly. It's mind-blowingly good. And obviously this se- upcoming season we are getting Grand Admiral Thrawn, or however they're calling him these days. I'm not quite sure what his title is going to be, but Thrawn is coming. So if you like Star Wars at all, you might want to check out Rebels. It's a pretty quick binge as well, so you won't it, it won't take too much effort to catch up. Um, and then we're also most likely going to do a recap of that with Jesse, who is also another team member over here. Um, so definitely be on the lookout for that if you like Star Wars. Um, is there anything else you want to talk about as when it comes as it comes to TV this upcoming season? Nope. It's it for me, man. Um, all right. I've got two more things to mention, and then we're good to go. Um, there are two shows that are premiering um, really soon. we got September 20th and September 21st. This Is Us on September 20th on NBC, and then 
Designated Survivor, September 21st on ABC. Designated Survivor, I'll start there with Kiefer, Kiefer Sutherland. Um, it looks very, very good, and you can't go wrong with a Kiefer Sutherland show, in my opinion, because he gave us 24, and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, so I'm definitely looking forward to that, and the premise is very, very intriguing. So if you want a new show to try to jump into, a new like kind of political thriller show, I, I definitely say check out Designated Survivor, because I'm definitely going to. And then This Is Us. This is a trailer. I don't know if you saw this trailer, but it kind of went viral when it came out a couple months ago. Um, it kind of, it looks like it's going to follow these random stories that somehow are supposed to eventually intertwine. It almost reminded me of, uh, what's that movie called? Crazy, crazy, stupid. Lo- no, is that it? I, I don't know. Um, but it, is that what, is it almost Steve Carell? Yes. Gosling and Emma Stone, crazy okay. Yeah. It almost reminds me of that, but in a TV show, you know? So I, I'm very interested in that. That movie and, wasn't too bad. Yeah, it, that was a very good movie. I, I really liked that. Um, uh, and that movie was kind of funny, to be honest. But okay, continue. Yeah, so I'm really looking forward to that show. Like I said, it went viral, that trailer. So I, I think it's probably going to have really good ratings, especially as it opens. So hopefully it's able to maintain them. And, uh, oh, I would be put to shame if I didn't men- mention How to Get Away with Murder. The second season... Wasn't as good as the first season, but I'm, I think I, I have faith in these writers to kind of get the ship back on track, you know? So I, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to that. Hopefully the Emmys start rolling again, in again next season for that show, because that first season got Emmys for days. Um, that's all I've got for TV preview. So unless you have anything else that you thought of, you want to move on to recommendations? Move on to recommendations. Carlos, what do you recommend? Um, I am going to recommend In Bruges, which is a movie that Jesse actually showed me two nights ago. And it was... <laughs> I, I, I didn't know what to expect because I had honestly never heard of this movie. and But he was like, it's an indie kind of comedy movie. And I was like, okay. So I checked it out. It's on Netflix. And this movie, it's... Honestly, if you had to look up a definition in the dictionary of a dark comedy, it probably has, has a picture of Colin Farrell at this point, because he's been in In Bruges, which is definitely a very dark comedy, and then obviously The Lobster, which I've reviewed on this podcast before, which is, again, a dark comedy. It's probably just a picture of Colin Farrell in the dictionary with dark comedy. But In Bruges is very, very funny. It's odd. It's dark. It's got pretty good action. I I was shocked by how much I ended up really liking this movie. Um, I highly recommend it if you like those kind of movies. It's definitely got some pretty gory moments. So if you can't handle that, that's something to keep in mind. But I would highly recommend In Bruges on Netflix if you like indie movies especially. So check that out. Ozzy, what do you got? Um, hmm. I'm gonna recommend American Sniper. Okay, that movie was pretty. That movie was really good. Um, definitely shot well. It's directed by Clint Eastwood, starring Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper did an amazing job. Great performance. Um, he did a really good job in that movie. Definitely shows what it really feels like to be to be in a war. 
Um, and I have two friends out out there. We got Tarion, who's in, who's in the Marines, but it does show, depict a, a pretty good mm-hmm. imagery of what happens in war and and, and the loss of war. And um, I, I did really enjoy that film, so I think you guys should definitely check that out. Great performance by um, Bradley Cooper. His, I think he deserved his nomination. I don't think the movie necessarily deserved its nomination, but I, I you can't argue with Bradley Cooper's performance. So yeah, he did a great job in the movie. Yep, Ozzy, do you want to sign us out? All right, Carlos, where can people find you on social media? Um, you can find me on Twitter and on Instagram at Cherry Four Five Six, and make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Screenfellas and rate and review the podcast because again, that helps us out a lot, a lot, a lot. Okay, um, guys, you can follow me on Twitter at Castro Ozzy on Twitter. Guys, we hope you enjoyed the show. Please feel free to listen and subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud. Please rate and review the podcast on iTunes. Please, that helps us out a lot. Guys, this is Screen Colors. Screen Colors.